0: Right. Well, I'm joined by Habib Khan, the director and founding partner of Mary Stem Designs. Thank you so much for joining me, Habib.
1: Uh, thank you for in inviting me, Daniel. Uh, I really enjoy listening to uh, your other podcasts on your website. So I'm honored that you've asked us onto the show. Oh,
0: well, thank you very much. Really appreciate that. Um, and where are you taking this call from?
1: Uh, I am actually based in central London. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of your readers may be familiar with uh, the street behind me, which is Oxford Street. Yes, so, that's a big one. Uh, we are right in the heart of the beast, uh, so to speak. But yes, uh, just off Oxford Street in an area called Fitzrovia in, in central London.
0: Yeah, that's very nice. I'm actually uh, based in London as well. I didn't mention that earlier. Okay. Yeah, um, I don't sound like I'm based in London. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm originally from California. So we're um, right. actually not too far from each other right now um
1: hop <laughs> over and we'll go for a beer later yeah exactly
0: uh, that'd be that'd be lovely um, and i noticed that we also have matching plants behind us
1: Yes, yes. Uh, We do, uh, we look after all the plants in the office. And I thought I can't talk about plants without having uh, some plants in the (laughs) office. So these are the ones that I can can give you a quick tour if we have time. But this office is full of plants. Uh, This office had more plants than any other office you've been in. But yeah, matching plants.
0: Well, that um, is a really nice segue into the conversation because um, that's really what you do. And that's the reason I wanted to speak with you is because what really struck me, uh, and there's a lot of different things that, that you and uh, you do at Maristem, but what really struck me is that um, you actually your company helps remove pollution from cities using yes. only plants. Yes. Um, and what spe- specifically caught my attention almost more than anything else is that you actually help remove pollution around schools specifically with just some clever, not very complex but very um, clever ways um, again, just with plants. So,
1: um, very simple actually ways, with yeah. it's a very simple method, but uh, yes, we can, we, we, we can talk about schools.
0: Yeah. And that's, um, that's really fantastic. So just to level set so that we kind of have an idea and our listeners can get some context. Can you just summarize briefly, um, what Meristem does? Di- designs does in two sentences
1: yeah meristem design is an urban uh, urban landscaping design company so we specialize in greening up city centers so uh we work with uh, schools we work with local authorities uh, we work with large corporations and we work with business improvement districts mm-hmm. Uh, so we go into an area that's run down, that's that that, that that's looking quite sad, that's looking quite grey, and what we do is we install plants. It could be living walls, it could be pocket parks, parklets, green screens, uh, and green roofs. Uh, and we transform that area uh, in, into, uh, I mean, our motto is turning the gray green. That is what we do. We've even trademarked it, but that's what we do. We yeah. go in and we turn the gray green, literally.
0: Well, that's. Um, I think that's a really great way of describing it. And in, indeed, if you take a look at your website, I have your website behind me. There's all sorts of green uh, photos everywhere. And uh, you have your green in the background there. And um, I've I mentioned pollution a couple times already, but can you... Kind of kick things off by just explaining why the work you do is so important for the environment and sustainability.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, you know, as your reader be well aware, uh, the population has moved uh, over the last century from the countryside into the city centre. So our yeah. city centres are becoming more and more overpopulated. So space is becoming quite dense. And I think as people move into these uh, city centres, I think, you know, the lack of greenery does really affect on their mental ability. You know, if if, if any of your readers are familiar with the term bio, uh, biophilia, mm-hmm. uh, basically it's an it, it's an innate connection between humans and plants that dates back to the dawn of time. You know, yeah. where we first came around, we came from the earth, from the plants, uh, from the trees, and that connection. Uh, people forget about the connection, and they they often don't understand why why when they go for a walk in the country or they go for a walk in a nice park. They just feel better. They don't, probably don't even think about why they're feeling better, but they will be feeling better. And if you speak to them, they will go, Yes, I'm in generally an okay mood or quite a good mood. And the same individual could be walking around the grey streets, the underpasses, you know, in a concrete jungle uh, for the same amount of time, and their mental well being will be far less happier because the connection between humans and nature, it's simple, it's well known, it's been around for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. So what we do is uh, we bring uh, greenery into those areas. So, uh, you know, we're working with, on on, on council estate. Uh, you, you, you know, you, you may be familiar with, uh, you know, tragedy of Grenfell Tower. Yeah. Uh, the estate around the Grenfell Tower, because uh, that was just one block, but there is actually a housing estate around it. We're going around that estate with the managers to create like green oasis where the residents around there can go and sit there, can enjoy the greenery, mm. talk to their other neighbours. So we're going in there, we're doing a series of green interventions around that estate. Because, you know, states are very, you know, they're quite a brutal uh Yeah,
0: they're very gray and tall and sort of soulless really.
1: They are soulless. Um, you know, they were obviously they were built for density uh, mm-hmm. rather than greenery. But you know, if you if 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 you're clever, you can find areas to green. I mean, a lot of them have balconies, they have windows, yep. they have roofs, they have communal spaces. So you know, you don't always need flat land. They, they very rarely have flat land, but we can do greenery, uh, which is where the living walls. Which again, I'm sure we'll, we're, we're, we're going to talk on. Uh, it comes in, uh, but we specialize in uh, finding uh, areas where, where, where you wouldn't normally expect to green up. Uh, we provide a service called a green audit so yep. we go in uh, to local authorities, or we work with local authorities, and we walk around the streets and we come up with ideas and we go look at that ledge over there that's over, the, over a whole row of shops or houses. We put greenery on that ledge that cascades of plants coming down, and then we have an irrigation system to connect to it. Then maybe at ground level, we maybe put living walls on that building. And where there is uh, some space uh, in London at the moment now, we're very busy installing parklets or pocket parks. And obviously yeah, being an well. American, you're probably more familiar with parklets than we are here. It's you know something you guys have definitely got a head start on. Us. If, you've ever been what is it? if you've ever been to uh, San Francisco, you'll yep. see a lot of parklets. And what they do is they convert car parking space into seating and planting. Mm-hmm. They'll take maybe typically two car parking spaces, which could be 10 meters wide, uh, 10 meters long by two meters deep which are the space of two car parking spaces. We then put a decked area in there. We then put plants, we put seating, uh, we put activities for uh, you know younger children, such as interactive games. We're doing a transport hub at the moment where we're putting a Wi-Fi hub into the parklet. We're also putting a water fountain into the parklet. So it's and, and at one end of it, where we're putting electric bike charge points for bicycles for uh, consumers. And at the other end of the parklet, Uh, on the road, they're putting charge points for electric vehicles. So not only the community hub, but, you know, when people need to charge a vehicle, they will travel, you know, a mile or two because nobody has charge points at home. If it's going to take 40 minutes to charge your car, well, get out of your car whilst it's being charged. Go and grab a coffee, buy newspapers, spend some money on on the high street and maybe get to meet other people by sitting in a a parklet.
0: Yeah, enjoy some Uh, nature as well while you're doing it.
1: Exactly. Yes. And uh, we tend to put parklets in where high density population. So a lot of people in flats, mm-hmm. uh, flats perhaps do not have communal gardens. So they can come downstairs, especially if it's a nice day and make their phone call out in the sun. Again, surrounded by trees. Our last parklet, we, we just did four parklets on one street in Hammersmith and we had 16 trees. Quite big trees we had over 200 plant varieties wow. and we specialize in pollinating plants so say, yeah. plant trees, definitely so that's a parklet. so we put and you know we're now moving to the next uh, phase where we're doing pocket parks right this is kind so the parklet is a temporary as in it's got a decked area that can be moved around oh i see next okay. stage now is actually dig into the tarmac dig it up you can only go so far below because you're going to have services we then fill that area with uh, soil and we put edging around it. So what that then does is the roots are actually going into the road. And then next time there's a the heavy rain fall rather than the rainwater going into the water system, it goes and feeds our park.
0: This is something that I've been really interested in, especially in London. I mean, well, first of all, as an American, I thought it rains here pretty much every single day nonstop, which it doesn't. Um, but when it does rain, occasionally you really see the water going down the down the sides of the the yeah. road, and it just kind of goes into the gutter, and sometimes the gutter gets blocked, and so there's flooding in the road. And instead, you can have um, you you can actually put water back into the water table, and have it not go into the sewage and essentially Correct. go to the
1: Thames or the ocean. Well, what- uh, the, the, um, the big problem is it's further down in, in the fields and the countryside because mm. the, the water needs to get to the sea via the rivers and then the rivers flood. They flood onto uh, farmland and they flood the roads because they just can't cope with the amount of rainwater. Uh, lots of properties, they have the front yards completely like concreted over yeah. to park their vehicles, which should be made illegal because you don't have spaces <laughs> For the water to naturally absorb into yeah. the ground, not go straight into the uh, not straight into the actual water table. Yeah. Oh, I see. So that's what the parklets do. Uh, I know we, we, we we're going to pick up on some of the other things, like the uh, 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 a living roof. So we do living roofs. So uh, are you familiar with a a uh, uh, living roof?
0: Um, only from what I've seen on your website, but yeah, if you um if you can give some background, I it's really cool. Yeah.
1: Uh, green roofs, uh, if, if we, we can retrofit them onto an existing roof or it's even better if it's on a new build, uh, what you do is, you, as a terminology you know, might suggest, you can put wildflowers, you put grass, you can put uh, nature on your roof. Mm-hmm. So when you look down at it, perhaps from another floor, it looks part of your garden. Uh, it's great for you know a lot of people come to us when they're doing planning applications for new builds because you know when they're extending their house or anything, it means that they don't see like an ugly building or a roof. They actually see greenery uh, from a nature from a nature's point of view. It's great because it attracts biodiversity uh, onto the roof. So again, you have wildflowers on there. You have pollinating plants on the roof. In the summer, it keeps your, your property uh, cool, yeah. uh, and, and in the winter, it helps to it helps regulate the temperature so it does reduce heat, uh, your utility bills. Which is
0: fantastic, save money, and um, you're also reducing CO2 emissions. There's, um, Habib, there's one thing that you, I read on your website that you also add, in addition to plants on the living roof, um, you put beehives.
1: Yes, at beehives, there's a series of beehives. Uh, we're, we're doing a project at the moment now with a, a business improvement district in Bloomsbury called uh, Bee Midtown, and it's a series of beehives on their roofs. Mm-hmm. So we do great. You put the green roofs and you put the beehives at next room. You uh, also put bug hotels. So this is, you know, anything that would attract them that would create a bit of a habitat for, 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 for insects and uh, But, yeah, uh, Sue's off them because, you know, they need uh, to connect, you know, collect pollen maybe every, say, 100 yards or so. So you need a necklace of these green interventions in order for the bees to to carry on on their day-to-day journey. And having it on the roof is ideal. If you look down at central London on Google's satellite, Mm -hmm. uh, you will see Prime retail, Prime real estate property all going empty all you'll see is air conditioning units that's all in the house and you think god you know if you look at how much space there is on the roof and how few of the actual occupants are actually using the roof it's such a waste it's just what an opportunity what an opportunity because You know, if you're in an office building, you know, what better than grabbing your cup of coffee and going to the roof? Oh, man, I would do sit that the all the time, yeah. Sit in the sun, get, grab, a, grab, grab some chairs, you know, chat to each other, because it's it's going to be less polluted up there, I guarantee you, than to sit on the curb edge outside mm. a coffee shop on the street. So uh, that
0: is a really interesting point, and I think that's, um kind of goes back to what, I, what we started with about less pollution. Um, yeah. And it's... I was actually, as I was reading about what you do and the effects, because uh, you have case studies on your site, it's um, pretty incredible to hear that just a few plants, I mean, I'm kind of simplifying, but just, you know, putting some plants on, on your roof or even just around your school can really reduce pollution by quite a, a sh- almost shocking amount, I would say.
1: Yeah, in 2017, uh, DEFRA, which is the Department for Environmental and Farming Affairs, and GLA, which is the Greater London Assembly, Mm -hmm. carried out a 12-month research on a school in Kenyon and Chelsea. And what they did is they put uh, green screens. So if you're not familiar with green screens, what they are, they are instant hedgerows. Uh, They are pre-grown uh greenery that's grown onto a mesh background with a root ball at the bottom so typically the plant varieties are like english ivy uh or you can have jasmine uh you can have different kinds of you know uh climbers on there but effectively pre-grown green screens are climbers that have been growing i'm just
0: sharing the screen here just so you can take a look at it yeah
1: so we have got uh uh, different types of climbers different types of variety and that's what they look like on day 1 so they've been growing in a in a in a field somewhere for 3 years <clears throat> so we put the planters in at, at the ground level and we surround the trees so we we surround the uh, school playground mm-hmm with these green screens so you know
0: sorry just to interrupt there and so they're they're pretty much completely uh filled up already sorry as in they're already
1: Yes, they are pre-grown because they are in the hedgerow. So they can be up to three metres high. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if you do get an opportunity to jump back on our website, if you go into our projects and nope. you go into our schools, you yep. will see the schools that we've been working on. In the last 12 months alone, we have installed uh, green screens in over 40 schools. Wow. You have gone to our projects, uh, our project at the top. Projects. Oh, there you go, schools. Yeah. We click on the schools, Yeah. Yep. scroll down. So you will see what you can, these are all photos of the schools that you've done. You can see it before and after. If you scroll down, you can see what that school looks like oh, before. Wow. And then to the right of that, you will see what that, this this is how it, this is exactly how it oh, looked wow. on Thursday. And this is how it looked on a Monday when the children came back to school. So we do the wooden, wooden planters using sleepers and the green screens all around this area. So So what does that do
0: to the air and to the environment in general?
1: Well, it does two things. One, is it captures uh, particulate matter. So uh, this is... What is that uh, for,
0: if people don't know?
1: Particulate matter in, uh, you know, if you're next to a road, Hmm. uh, it's invisible. It's invisible to the naked eye. It's a soup of particles that are so small though they're like micro micro milligrams um and what they do is they gain into the lungs of this of the of of of, of the uh, students uh, the children uh you can't see them but they are swirling around uh so you've got you've got no You know, you've got nitrogen dioxide as well, and that's captured in the ivy as well as the particulate matter. We've got photos of what these leaves look like before and after the rainfall. Before the rainfall, when you when you put your finger on the leaf, the leaf is black. They are literally black. And then afterwards, you can see nature (coughs) with the rainfall will uh, wash away the dirt and the particulate matter. Uh, from a car, for example, every time a car breaks, the asbestos breaks, will release micro, uh, invisible particles into the air. Uh, every time a car goes down the road, the tyres they just release these particulate matters. I mean, it is also around in carpets as well. So really, you should try and avoid it. But it's just a soup. You can't see it. I can't see it. But it's there. And 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 they measure it. And so the. Um the leaves, do they actually attract it or is it? Yes, yes. Oh, they, wow. they, they go past it, they attract it. And they so it's stick like a magnet. It. it is, it is, it is. So, you know, if we were to put uh, glass there or metal there, they would just bounce off and bounce around it. But it is a sponge. And if you think our uh, green screens after six months, uh, they can be 30 centimeters deep. So they need to get through that leak to get into the playground. So what they found is that they reduced the pollution from one side of the screen to the other side of the screen by forty percent. Forty percent. Yeah, the full report on our website. They 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 assessed it over uh, twelve months. Forty percent. Uh, I said we we visited uh, we we installed the green screens at forty schools last year. In London, there are 800 schools which breach EU legal limits for air pollution. So this is the EU saying anything over this limit is illegal. And over 800 primary schools... Which is what age? uh, From 5 to 11...
0: So This is a um, critical age as far as health is. is concerned.
1: Yeah, it is, and and they do include secondary schools in that figure as well. But that's just in London. There's 800 schools which breach EU le- legal limits for pollution, and that is 40 uh, micrograms uh, per part per million. So, and even 40 isn't safe. That's not safe. That's the limit they have. And we've gone to schools, which is almost double, about 70. And when you go there, you can see the road outside. There's a constant flow of traffic, three lanes, four lanes. Uh, They've got bus stops outside schools, so the bus is idle weight there or the pollution the diesel which is a killer comes out the back straight into the school so what we do is we put the green screen to the barrier between the the schools and uh the uh the road so this, our schools uh we we, we did a quick uh, calculation and uh, there were sixteen thousand pupils at the 40 schools that we installed, the green screens are now within a legal limits, are 40% safer. So that's 16,000 children in those schools have benefited from our work last year, which we're very proud of. Yeah, that's incredible.
0: That's certainly <laughs> yeah. something to be proud of.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you. And we have installed 3,000 square meters of green screen, 3,000 square meters when we did the mass of all the perimeter wow. entries of all our schools. So, so yeah, it's like a year. A year. It was a busy year. <laughs> we spent a lot of time in schools, I can, I can tell you that. Yeah. I've had uh, uh, far too many footballs, accidentally kicked it out of my head whilst I've been walking around the playground doing a site audit. Uh, but on the, on, on, on the schools, we also, for free, we carry out uh, Connecting Children with Nature workshops completely free uh we send people in who because once you put the green screens in the children are very curious they'll want to know why what is the screen what what's the purpose for it so whilst they got are curious we go in there and we do half day workshop sessions and we, 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 we explain to them the connection between humans and nature mm-hmm. pollination what 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 role bees carry out uh what the importance of a tree um and therefore they'll appreciate nature much more they are also given a free a free seed tray so they can say take the seed tray home they can pick their own seeds they plant it they put soil in it not all of them, oh, quite a lot of them, do not have gardens, so it's meant that they can sit on their windowsill, um, and they love it. They take it home, and they have a competition, and then whoever has had the best seed trays within each class gets a token to go to maybe Kew Gardens and oh, cool. people, nature. So it's all about educating them, and you know the, the response, the feedback we get is amazing. They are so so enthusiastic about. Uh, you know the greenery in front of the green greens they then plant some additional maybe edible herbs mm. so they can see from the seeds that you know you can get herbs and what they do with the herbs is then they put it into their school kitchens and they, they, they eat them so you can have carrots you can have potatoes you can have different types of uh, uh, coriander and basil so they can see from a seed growing into a plant going onto their plate and eating them and that connection, it's, you know, and that, that that's, that's, you know, we've had a huge take up of that. So, yeah, we're really pleased with that. Yeah. It
0: sounds like there's a lot of secondary benefits as well. Um, I mean, what you're from an educational point of view and also, so not only are you removing pollution from the air, you're also, like you said, it's really important for people to have uh, nature kind of in their vicinity and in their presence uh, from the point of view of calming people down and just kind of general, good feeling. So by introducing the plants there as well, you're really helping the kids from that point of view too.
1: Yeah, and you know some because yeah you know, so sometimes you know you do get vandalism of trees, especially when you put young trees in, kids think, well, I can break it. But if you explain to them the the value of a tree and what how much benefit that has to humans, and hopefully that will help their appreciation of of trees and nature as well.
0: yeah, so laying down some important foundation, I would say for uh, for the future
1: Definitely. good. Um, and
0: it, yeah. As part of your, uh, your hard work with removing pollution from the air, um, one thing that, that you've been doing also is working with the City of London, well, that, that actually means something different here in London, but um, with London in general um, on car-free days.
1: Yes. Yeah, we've been super busy last year. Uh what we do is we uh we go and we we organize car-free days for the local authorities. So we provide uh we we bring some of the countryside into the city center. So it could be uh like uh, lawn, real lawn uh rolled out across the grass. We can have hay bales, all of this gets recycled afterwards with city farms or you know, uh you, people often come along and just take the road the uh the, the lawn and take a home with them. Mm. Why not? Uh, we have, uh, you know, bunting, we have music, we have workshops, uh, we have food, we have games like badminton, tennis. So what you do, they, it just creates, it just shows you what you can do when you remove cars for a day from the street. Uh, you can involve, uh, we involve like local stall holders So if you have a, maybe a Thai restaurant, why not come out and have some taster sessions? Because what you'll do is you'll interact with an office worker that's never been to your Thai restaurant, mm-hmm. give mm-hmm. them a small portion, a mouthful. So it's great because you, then you've got the local vendors. You know these are the people who may complain about you closing the street for the day, but all of a sudden they're seeing that they actually gets you more business, handing out the business cards. So There's a real carnival festival. Uh, atmosphere uh, that happens and the kids there's lots of games for them it's chalk um, and they said there's all kinds of different ball games that you can provide for them so we have a, a big list of uh, giant games that they can all play to keep them occupied as well and it's just great and we we, we bring along maybe 30 40 trees in planters so we line the whole street with greenery and our parklets that you see, we do have temporary parklets. We dot them around. So what we do is we just show a photo of that street the day before with cars on it, and then the day afterwards where you've got three, four hundred people all on the street, all enjoying it. And uh, sometimes uh, it helps to persuade the local authorities to close that road off to traffic, and that has happened permanently. Yes, yes. Wow. Which is, you know, that I mean, doesn't happen all the time, but that has happened. And you know, if you want to make a case for it you know uh that's how you do it do it temporarily and show people the benefits of uh removing the cars uh, from the street because the car is it 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 takes up a lot of space and it doesn't actually return much on investment mm-hmm. but you put 300 people out there and they will spend money they'll buy coffee they'll buy drinks uh you know otherwise you'll have six cars and often they they don't even move in central London.
0: wasn't there um recently a story about how certain parts of oxford street are going to be removed to cars did you have anything to do with that considering your right
1: we we were talking to the people who when it does happen we we will be there with our parklets, so we know all the big players uh, but at the moment now it's a battle between uh, you know the mayor of london who's all for it mm-hmm. at westminster council who who put a stop to it uh, but i think it will happen i think every every time it comes back on the table there's more and more weight for it, every time you know, I think every year it it's, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time when it does happen. M- behind me is Oxford Street. It's an awful street to yeah. shop down. I would not recommend shopping on Oxford Street at all. And you know, um, you know, you look at it and you'll see the pavements are thronged with people. And then you'll see in the middle of it. I've got pictures of it on my Twitter account. I've got three buses in a row with either empty or one person in it, especially during the day because obviously peak times it's busy, but generally they have yeah. the same number of buses and you think all these buses taking up all this space and that bus is empty and that bus has got one person and that bus is empty. And you look at the pavement and they're, they're packed with people struggling for some pavement space. So it's a really poor use of, uh, the, the streets. But in the meantime, more and more streets are becoming pedestrianized around it. So the, the weight and the pressure is mounting. So it will happen. Yeah.
0: And I'm sure uh, the argument being that it's bad for business is probably going away as those other side streets are actually hopefully booming from more foot traffic. Actually.
1: Exactly. I mean, the business improvement districts are all for it. So the, the, the organization that represents the businesses are all for it. So it's not as though, because they know that the people who come here come in the tube and shop there. You know, people who drive down the street are normally taxi drivers, and they don't stop and they don't buy some clothes on, on yeah. the Street. They just drive through it. Um, so they 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 know it as well. Uh, our parklets, for example, we when we put our, our parklet, we put them outside businesses. Uh, uh, it has a positive impact on the business, and the re- our research with our parklets has shown that the businesses uplift by twenty to thirty percent every That's time it. we put them, which is you know, huge. If you yeah. think about, you know, return on investment, uh, you know, it is it is huge because you know if you've got a coffee shop there, you've got a wine bar, you've got a restaurant, something that way you can you kind know, of linger around, and you've got you put seating and plant and trees in a nice setting. Uh, you know, we, you know especially the weather is nice. You grab a coffee, you sit outside, you talk to somebody, you know, yeah. there's two coffee shops. I think, you know, nowadays all coffee shops are pretty good quality coffee. So, you know, what's the difference? Well, one, you can sit inside uh, a coffee shop, which is quite gloomy, or the other one, you can sit outside a coffee shop, which is 50 yards down sitting in, in trees and green root and shrubland and scented plants and everything. So, you know, which one are you going to do? Sounds lovely. Uh, Yeah. I mean, the parklet is, is, is a public parklet. So in theory you could bring your own coffee with you, you could bring your own drink with you, but it clearly shows the impact that people will definitely buy coffee from those businesses, uh, adjoining it. So yes, it, it does have a massive impact. Yeah. On
0: and so what's, um, what's next for Mary's some Design? What's, uh, what, are kind of, what are some of the new projects you're working on or uh, I know you mentioned you have some exciting workshops that you're doing with um, proceeds being donated to a really great cause?
1: Yeah, living walls. We want everybody to have a living wall. You know, you, you could have a small balcony, but that balcony will have a wall. Uh, it might only be a meter high, but why not put a living wall across that meter high? Uh, you grow a, a vertical vegetable garden because although a lot of our living walls that you see on the side of hotels and buildings, they've got flowers in there, they've got plants in there, but into your, your small courtyard, fill it full of, vegetables and herbs and carrots so what we do is uh it, it, it's roughly every two months we have a uh, a workshop um where people come along uh, and during that we do presentations on uh you know how, how to do a plant design what plant species to look at how to install a living plant how to design a living plant by one of our members of staff then they are allowed to then uh build their own living wall using a fabric wall system for residential use. And then they can take it home with them, including the plants. Uh, It costs about, I think it's about £80, but you do get a living wall and 30% of the proceeds of the gross proceeds go to a charity in the Amazon, which is involved in uh, reforestation. So it's great for the day. They, you know, they get a really valuable workshop. They get a a living wall (laughs) and 30% of the money goes to uh, the Amazonian uh, reforestation uh, project. So it's yeah. very
0: important, especially right now with all the fires going on there, and that have been going on for such a long time yes. too.
1: Yes, it's huge. And, and also, they, they uh, the lady who does it she is she is from Brazil, so she talks about the Brazilian rainforest. And so she raises the awareness of uh, the Brazilian uh, rainforest, uh, as well as obviously the you know the financial uh, donations that we're allowed to do to to them. So I see that as a more of a. a, a a bigger and bigger part is education Mm. Uh, because we do fabricate all of our own planters. So we do, we have a, uh, a warehouse, a fabrication unit in Cobham in Surrey. Um, so we design, we fabricate, we install, and we maintain. So we, so we are a group of horticulturists. We're, we're quite unique, because normally you have a horticulturist, or you have a fabricator of steel plants, or you have a maintenance company, but we do everything. And we even do the audits before before that, and it's all retained. You know, We retain the whole process. There's probably a lot and of benefits
0: <laughs> to doing it that way, and keeping it all in-house, because uh, you're, you're able to see the end-to-end, and it's all consistent.
1: Yeah, you've got a relationship With them, Um, as I said, you know, for offices, we do uh, green audits around offices. I, I spoke to you about the green audits around walking around an estate for example for local authorities but the offices that we're in here now uh you know we did the shard you're familiar with the shard uh, big glass we did, triangle a humongous great big glass triangle but we did two floors of the shard we planted them up and we use uh, like living walls we use a wire rope trellis system uh use hanging plants from the ceiling uh, that, that cascade down so we go in because you know a lot of the office people you know their hr manager office manager uh, may have no idea what planting is available and then probably will have a nice plant like yours in the back but you know that is quite valuable space especially in the shard the the planting behind us is actually on the top of a bin Uh, can you see that oh cool yeah so yeah, normally at the top of a bin, nothing. On top of the bin here, you have plants. Yep. Uh, filtering the air
0: and doing so much good.
1: Filtering the air, yeah, right, and it's by the kitchen, so it's very heavily scented. If we have time, I'll can, I can show you just outside of the booth. We have plants on all the walls cascading down because the walls, you can't, because every space in central London is so precious, but you've got walls you've got pillars you've got ceiling we have like ceiling trays full of cascading plants over boardrooms, and then with a pulley system it, it gets lowered you water it and then you pull it back up again wow. it's, not, it's not taking an inch of your valuable space but it's providing like cascading plants coming down and the shard they put it into their uh, you know they, they they have a lot of guest uh, clients are coming to sign big contracts and that's where they put most of the greenery because it makes the people who sign the contracts lull them into a sense of happiness. They don't know why they're feeling so happy and then they sign away their lives and millions of pounds and by then it's too late. But, you know, our plants... Kind of, you know, have a part in that plan, <laughs> evil or not. It makes them feel happy. But, yeah, evil plants. But there you go. So that's your uh, secret. The, yes, e- <laughs> plants used for evilness. Yeah. So, there you go. <laughs> uh, so yes, we do the audits, front offices.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And um aside from being a champion of reducing pollution and just bringing su- such uh, great vibes to cities and, and spaces, um, and as you say, turning gray spaces green. What do you do in your daily life um, to be environmentally friendly that uh, could inspire some of our listeners?
1: Uh, Well, actually, that made me think, actually. I thought that's that's a really good question. Uh, And at first I thought, I'm going to struggle. But then I thought, actually, no, I'm not going to struggle because last year I cut out red meat. This year I've gone vegetarian. Everybody can do that. Not only is it better for the environment, it saves you money. You know, red meat versus some kind of pulse. Have you know? I, you know, I I I love curries. You can mm. probably tell my name. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, cauliflower, pulsey, They're so cheap to make, and it is is making a big difference. So definitely go vegetarian. And it's How not do you a, feel? I feel fine actually. <laughs> I really, I I think I have more energy now than I had before. So. But it's been only it's it's we're still on the twentieth of January, so uh, this, is, this is
0: a New Year's resolution. Yes, yeah,
1: a New Year's resolution. So red meat last year, this year vegetarian. Uh, but other things, I mean, I cycle, I walk. My background is in cycling, so I cycle and walk everywhere. And something I've just started this year, and this is something else that I think your your readers could do. I realised that there are about forty trees on the street on my walk to the tube station. And then my walk from the tube station here to our offices. And I noticed at the bottom, the soil, there is no plants. So what I'm doing is I'm gorilla seeding the tree pits. So literally I just have a little hand tool uh, and then some seeds. So I try and put pollinating seeds in, put it in there, literally one tree a day. It takes five minutes. in the summer, hopefully I'm going to see the connection of uh, Floral flowers and color and pollinating at the base of each tree, and seeds are very cheap. Oh, literally you know, you can do a tree pit for I don't know ten pence, mm. and then you're going to walk past it every single day, and then come the summer, you're going to wow! They'll just suddenly appear. So I just thought gorilla, gorilla, gorilla uh, planting yeah, off. Wonderful. Uh, tree pit. So yes.
0: I really hope you do that in a suit.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm not I don't wear suits, but yes, uh, I think yes, yeah, just suddenly people kinda of do people give you a funny look oh, as sure what what yeah. are you doing. Uh, you know, are you hiding something that like, no, I'm planting. So that's so that's what I'm doing for myself.
0: I love that list. Yeah, thank you for that. I'm, gorilla seeding is something that I've I've never actually done, but it crosses my mind all the time. And
1: uh you've got a tree outside your house or yeah, where you live, yeah. just just look down. Uh yeah,
0: it's just barren dry dirt.
1: Correct, correct. You know, you need, you just, just to screw it with, some, with a pencil, just jab some holes in it, drop the seeds into the holes, then cover it back up again, let nature take its course. A lot of these trees are actually watered by the council. Okay. So you already have the water there, and then just forget about it.
0: So, what, <laughs> what are you planting there?
1: uh oh, you want you want the kind of plants that bees uh will like uh you know obviously you've got lavender uh foxglove uh, sunflower poppies you can kind of there's a list if you if you google you need to check what month of the year you are planting the seeds see. so look yeah so make it check that they are you, you're in the right month for that seed and then there's a list of whole uh pollinating plants that bees like. Uh, some of them are more practical than others, but maybe just you would just want to put some colour in with it. Uh, but yeah, just 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 get the just 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 get a mixed seed bag um and put it in there. It's Brilliant. a surprise yeah. you might not know what's going to come out until it comes out. But uh I mean all seeds will have some pollinating one. But obviously lavender is the the, 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 the obvious one. Great. Well,
0: I'll keep you in the loop and show you what it's, uh, how it's going.
1: Send us <laughs> so pictures.
0: Yeah, indeed. And so um, as a way to wrap up our questions or our talk for, for uh, this evening, where can we find Meristem Design? And you mentioned you're, you're on Twitter. So how can people learn more about the work you're doing and, and follow along and get updates?
1: yeah i mean the website is uh, merry stem uh, merry stem is actually uh, the cell of a plant uh, that allows a plant to grow so that's actually the word meristem that's spelled m e r i s t e m UK. you'll see our workshop, so if you want to come along uh, we do have an element that's free that's educational this 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 month it's on the 1st of february so by the time this goes out you're listening to my- I've missed it, but we will put the next one on. This one is actually in Brixton in South London. The next one's cool. going to be in cool. central London. Uh, come along. Uh, on our website, we have our, our Twitter handle, again, MerryStem Design. Uh, have a look at that. And as I said, follows, we are doing a lot of workshops. Uh, if, if any of your listeners are, have got children at a school that's next to a busy road, we'll come out, we'll have a look at it, we'll do a green audit. We have lots of connections with local authorities. And with crowdfunding sites so even if they don't have the funds we can help them to have mm. the funds um yeah if they've got a living wall if you've got a small courtyard that's looking a bit barren or a small yard i mean living walls are made for small city living city dwelling uh we can green it up for whatever your budget is uh we can give you ideas for free and you can green them up for free so yes uh, go on our website at uh, check us out obviously you're going to have uh, some information on, on 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 yours but yes yeah we, we often just get asked for advice really and we're happy to provide any advice free of charge uh, no commitment we're super busy we don't we don't we don't do a hard sell <laughs> which're just, just, we're just so busy at the moment but yeah, information advice and we've got we do blogs so we, we you will see the blogs on our website uh, we've done it on the benefits of green roofs uh, which are the best plants to purify your air mm-hmm. in your house uh, I can't remember what the uh, they, they this whole series of educational blogs. So we're trying to make a website more about education uh, and not about products and services.
0: I think that, that makes a lot of sense. It helps a lot as well, because when you educate, then people actually know what to expect and, and what the benefit is. Um, and indeed I, I've spent some time on your website. There's so many, even if you don't read any of the words, there's just so many pictures to look at. it's just, <laughs> yeah. a lot, and a lot of them are really pretty and, and colorful and full of greenery. And so it's just, Very pleasant. Um, And on that note, uh, Habib, thank you so much for your time. This has been really fascinating. And I can't wait to go poke holes in in the dirt with pencils or a pen and start planting. Uh, seeds yeah. in it, so we're um, yeah. Best of luck with with this year and um, your your vegetarian goals as well, well. Thank you
1: very much for inviting me on your on your on your podcast. I'm looking forward to uh, you know seeing the uh, the video and and, uh, and working. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you very much for inviting me. My pleasure. All right then, thank you very much.
0: Cheers. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, give us a five star rating and also please subscribe, whether on your podcast app or on YouTube. And that way you can be the first to know about new episodes. Thank you very much and talk to you soon.